At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. It is the Friday, February 4th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got a lot to talk about. First off, let me apologize for the audio. Uh, I am <laughs> I am at home, and I left all of my equipment at the office where we typically record, uh, but we are dealing with an ice storm. And Chris, I mean, you're at home now. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a whole different thing, right? Yeah, it's really not that bad. Like it I, I will tell you that the Memphis area got hit much harder than us here in Mississippi. True. Um, and, uh, yeah, Memphis is a disaster. Like where my shop is, where my store is, they've been without power all day. Um, oh, yeah. And and I don't know that it, it'll be on tomorrow. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, it's Ice Storm 2022. You got that right. So it should be a few days of us <laughs> sitting around, watching sports, doing whatever, hanging out. But I'm I'm enjoying the time at home. I uh, got to got to play quite a bit with the little ones. So, but we do have a lot to talk about. Let's go on and dive into the first topic of the day, and that would be Jim Harbaugh is staying at Michigan. Now, do we do we think that this was solely because he did not get an offer from the Minnesota Vikings or whoever else, or is there something else to this? He told Ward Manuel this will not be a reoccurring thing. He is happy to be at Michigan as long as they will have him, reportedly. I, does How does this change the relationship with Michigan? Does it change anything on, on your end? No, I don't think so. I think he wanted the Vikings job, and I think he was under the impression that the Vikings job was his. Okay, And when he went in, he realized, this is not mine. They really are doing a vet. But, okay, and you can say this is arrogant on his part. You can say this is wrong on his part. You can judge him for this all you want, but this is like calling in Leonardo DiCaprio and having him uh, uh, audition, right? Like, yes. Hang on now. If you call me, then the job is mine. If you, you know, want to call a bunch of these coordinators or people that have never been there and done that, um, then then that's different. But this guy, this guy took three teams to uh, the NFC Championship game while at the 49ers and uh, and went to one Super Bowl. That's that's pretty strong. Not a lot of people have the resume he has. And, uh, and and I do think that he's he's kind of one of those guys, if you're calling him and you're calling a bunch of other coordinators that have never been head coaches before, there's a difference in those two things. And so not say what you want, judge however you want it. I don't I think he didn't like the way that played out. And I think he says, you know what, I'm done. I'll just stay at Michigan. I'm happy here. I, I would. I think he would like to try to go back to the NFL. I honestly believe that. That's why he tried to do it. I don't think he likes the way the modern NFL runs, and and so maybe he realized, all right, this is not what I remember it being, and there's maybe a reason why I didn't fit in here uh, while I was here. So, 
And that, that does make sense. It's it's strange. The relationship between him and Michigan, I think, is always going to be pretty good. But to go and interview on signing day, which their class was basically wrapped up back in December anyway. It wasn't right. that big of a deal. But to go and interview on signing day, it looked like he believed and the people around him believed that that job was his, like you said. Yeah. No, I think he does. And, I actually do think he believed it was his. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, none of these reports would have really come out. It wouldn't have been that big of a deal. And instead, so now I wonder, coming back, does the fan base look at him any differently than they did before? They would be fools to. I mean, I think that I think that would be wrong for a fan base. If if you're if there's a better thing out there for you and you're not happy that your guy's going and getting that, then then I don't I don't know how to have that conversation. You know, I've hired. I'll tell you, I know it's completely different because you're dealing with a fan and not just like the corporate world. But I've hired a lot of people, and I hired a few of those people that were really, really good. And my biggest trick to keep them with me was to teach them everything I knew and get them prepared to take my job. And so I hope that the higher-ups would see that and realize, hey, we're going to lose this sharp guy if we don't promote him. But, you know, you got to take care of me to promote them. You you know, you got to promote me up so they can fill that spot. And that was always like my, I guess, trick the way I tried to manipulate the system to move up in the corporate world. Um, but at no point in time did I ever try to hold anybody back or think that it's okay to hold somebody back because you don't want to lose somebody good or think that, oh, well, they don't love it here or whatever. No, it is their responsibility to themselves and their families and, and just the, the, the ethos of the world for people to go and do the best they can possibly do. And so yeah. – if if the, if you think Michigan's the best job in the world, that's fine. I I think you're wrong, and so <laughs> and that's not a slight on Michigan. No, I of course not. Think, I don't think any college job is better than the professional jobs. Now that doesn't mean every college job is not better than some professional jobs. Looking at you, Jacksonville. Um, <laughs> I, I just think some of these jobs are not that good, but some of them are great. Some yes. of them are great. And any great NFL job is better than every college job out there. It, I, it, I can't, I can't argue the other way. I just don't understand people that don't see that. I think at some point we should probably do like a hierarchy of NFL jobs and college jobs. Like which ones are the the tip top? Like how high would an LSU or an Ohio State or whatever? How high would those jobs be? If you compare them to NFL jobs, very few. I think so. I can answer that question real quick. I think the list is real short for NFL jobs that are worse than the best college jobs out there. Okay, agreed. Like I, I think that list is maybe two or three teams. And I'll tell you what's sad, and not sad. I need to change my perspective on some of that because Cincinnati would have been one of those jobs. Okay. Yes. And Cincinnati in two years, in two years, one full year with a dynamic quarterback. And I, I still think – I know this is a shot, and I know my friends that are Cincinnati guys are going to hate my guts for saying this. I still don't think Zach Taylor is that great of a coach. I think this team making it to the Super Bowl, even if they don't win, has to change our perspective of how good you can go from worst to first. Oh, yes, 100%. It changes everything. Like, everything. Could, you, could Houston – how long what, – what would Houston have to do to do this? What would Jacksonville have to do to do this? 
Uh, well, first off, you would need a Joe Burrow, right? Well, so, <laughs> yes, and those guys don't fall off trees. You're Agreed. Right. They're, they're not a lot of those guys around, but, you know. But you also, you need playmakers and you need uh, a good defense. Like, that's the that's the thing. Uh, a good kicker, a good defense, playmakers, and a dynamic quarterback. Bill Belichick has always said that teams beat themselves more than win games. Okay? True. And if you can just have a game where you don't make mistakes. Let's say you make zero great plays, but you also make zero bad plays. You can win like – he believes you can win like 70% of those games. All right? And and I'll give you a great example of that. The, the, the cold, windy night in Buffalo against the Bills this year where they threw the ball three times. He, he just said, we're not going to beat ourselves and we're going to let them beat themselves. And that's and you know what? They did. They absolutely yes. did. They didn't dominate that game. They didn't do anything great, but they did nothing the entire game bad. This is true. This is true. Let's uh, let's move off of that. Let's, let's talk about Jimbo Fisher for just a minute. Okay. Jimbo Fisher got really, really fired up in all of his National Signing Day appearances about the rumors that were going around about the $30 million that boosters were paying in NIL for the number one recruiting class. Jimbo Fisher has recruited well at Texas A&M, but has never recruited this well. And for him to come out and get as defensive as he did, did kind of crack me up a little bit. To, for him to come out, first off, I understand where he's coming from. For calling these other coaches, and a lot of it was pointed at Lane Kiffin, and he talked about the, the vice president or vice something at Notre Dame, some of these guys that have come out and actually commented on Texas A&M's class, he called them clowns, he called them idiots, you know, just whatever. But to say that NIL oh, he had... Called them, he called them hypocrites. Oh, hypocrites, yeah. Yes, and, and don't get me wrong. That's 100% right. They are being hypocrites for saying that that's something that, that would change it, right? I do think it does change it a little bit, but it's not like Ole Miss or whoever else could not do this. But for Jimbo to say in these settings that NIL had nothing to do with that class is absolutely ridiculous. Hang on. Hang on. Well, see, this is, this is you're saying the extreme opposite of what he's saying. I don't think Jimbo's saying it had nothing to do with it. Uh, but that's what he said. He was quoted as saying NIL had nothing to do with it. Our staff I, worked our asses off, et cetera. And, and I get that. I believe that. I, I, under, I, understand, I understand the word that came out of his mouth, but we know he's not talking like that. It, when, the, when one side is saying it had everything to do with this class, it, him saying it had nothing to do with it is just trying to shout them down. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree. I actually agree with 100% of what Jimbo said. 100% of it. And it is ironic that when Nick Saban bragged that our quarterback made over a million dollars and never threw a pass, okay, before he ever threw a pass, made over a million dollars, and everybody applauded it. And then everybody shits on, on A&M and, and Texas uh, for, for, for paying these guys. The thing I think he's upset about, and I can explain the upset part, but first I want to address the biggest thing. It's the misreporting these things. It's the gross exaggerations. I don't think we're anywhere close to $30 million, okay? Like, yeah. like I, I've seen some of these NFL deals. I've actually seen some of the language in it because LSU was in, 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 in a fight for, for some of these same kids. 
and and I, I I listen to and follow a couple of guys that are close to this, and they talk. They got the language, and they talk to parents and the kids, and and the kids kind of told them this is what it is, and this is how it's worded. And so so Harold Harold chose LSU, and the reason he decommitted from A and M and chose LSU, he's one of these guys that had one of these big um, uh, uh, NIL deals from A and M, right? Yeah. But the language in the deal is they they're trying to prevent you from transferring. And so the language in the deal, they're all backloaded to the third year. Okay. So if, so if, and he talked about how it was like a couple hundred thousand dollars over the course of, of four years, which a, a kid like him's thinking, I'm not saying four years, but all the money's backloaded to the third year. Okay. That's to keep the kids from transferring. All right. Yeah. And, and so if you're talking about the fifth best recruit in the nation is a couple hundred thousand we're not get, there's no math you can get to 30 million dollars agree okay so so that part i understand so let me get to jimbo's i uh, like ear uh, and, and anger and frustration for this let's let's say you are a super rich guy gary let's say you're 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 you're, you're just a, a, a super rich guy for some reason your wife leaves you and and 10 years from now, you end up with a 20-year-old smoke show on your shoulder, right? We okay. all know. We all know why she's there, okay? We all know what's going on. But isn't it a super dick move to be like, hey, to your face at a bar, the only reason that girl's with you is because you got a lot of money, right? Like, how would you respond? <laughs> what would you That's, do? You, you, gotta, buy, you got a valid you'd, point. You'd buy the bar, and then you'd have that guy – taken out back and have the hell beat out of him, right? <laughs> true. True. Like, like that's what you would do. So what so for Jimbo to get angry, like that is an insult, regardless of if it's true or not, it's an insult. I'm the fattest son of a bitch I know. But if you see me in a store and you'd be like, God damn, you're a fat son of a bitch. Like, that's a dick thing to do. So saying something that is true doesn't mean it's okay to say. True. And True. so a reporter asking him about it and being like, hey, the only reason you got this class is because you spent this money. A, the number is a gross exaggeration, a complete and utter lie, and you as a reporter should fucking know that. Have some yeah. standards. It, it's a little strange that, that they would even bring it up because it was such a it – was, it was message board fodder. It was an unsubstantiated rumor. And to actually bring it up, one took a lot of guts, right, for that reporter to even talk about it. That's because not guts. Why? That's being a dick. Those two, yeah. two different things. Yes, does it take guts to be an asshole? Sure. But you're still being an asshole. True. True. That's very, what, very true. I'm not going to say anything positive about this reporter because I don't think that's an appropriate question to ask somebody. That's You wouldn't, I, ask, you wouldn't go ask with these billionaire owners, why is that hot chick with you? I don't actually know who the reporter was. Uh, I don't either. But, but it doesn't it's, matter. It's irrelevant. Yeah. It was a dick question. Agreed. Agreed. I was. I see where you're coming from about why he got so fired up about it. It was still strange that he did get fired up about it when you were so used to say. And it's part of the reason why we like Jimbo is he is willing to say whatever is on his mind. He's willing to come out and say stuff like this. Him coming out and saying, if you want to get involved in throwing stones... We can do that. That's right. <clears throat> so it was it was a whole different thing to hear him talk about. I know how some of these other places recruit. He does. So if you want to if you want to have that conversation, yeah, if you want to have that conversation, then we can. 
So, and this whole thing has led to uh, Nick Saban came out and said that uh, they've never paid for a recruit, et cetera. It's like, come on. Like, what are we talking? Everybody is paying for recruits. See, like, and this that's is... one thing. Never mind. I'm not going to. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, you insulted the person, and he talked about it. He said that we're insulted by this. We're offended by you. You're discrediting the work that we put in. Now, the work that you put in is incredibly important. Everybody else is putting in work, too. You offer deals. Everybody else is offering deals also. I don't think the deal is 100% the reason you got the kid because everybody else is offering deals too. True. Okay? But, but I also don't think it's, it's zero either. But I'm not going to, A, these coaches aren't supposed to be involved in those deals. The schools aren't supposed to be involved in those deals. And if your boosters have something set up, the coaches having any information about that is actually damning to the coach. Agreed. So why are you asking the coach about something that they don't have any knowledge of? True. And True. if I'm a head coach, I don't want any knowledge of it. I want plausible deniability at all times. It's legal now. So you got, I'll tell my boosters, y'all take care of this shit. Yeah, I'll but, do what you need to, but, but leave me get, out of it. If you get the program in trouble, you're gone. Because yes. now it's legal. So there's no reason to do anything to get anybody in trouble with. No, you're, you're 100% right. 100% right. Uh, before we get into uh, the, the podcast rundown, uh, are you watching the Senior Bowl on Saturday? No, <laughs> I, I feel like there's very little hype about it this year. Like Kenny Pickett is starting on one side, uh, Sam Howell is starting on the other side. Like Bailey Zapp is playing, and uh, Desmond Ritter, etc. Like we're gonna get to see quite a few, but th- it doesn't feel like there's a bunch of superstars this year. It's it's quite strange the way that this is going down. But alas, uh, it should be interesting. That's at 1:30 p.m. Central Time on NFL Network and. This is the weekend that, that college basketball kind of picks up for the mainstream, right? Everybody kind of starts watching, and the schedule, they have set some pretty good ones. We got Kentucky at Alabama on Saturday. We got UConn at Villanova, uh, Baylor at Kansas, Duke at North Carolina, Gonzaga at Baylor, or sorry, excuse me, Gonzaga at BYU. So lots of good college basketball games coming up. We'll probably talk about it at some point. Uh, but this is a football show, so we're going to keep talking football. The, uh, the podcast reads, the rundown, uh, get my time on here. We can be found over at winningcureseverything.com. Very easy to do. Anywhere you want to subscribe to us, anywhere you want to follow us on social media, etc. All of our segments, etc., etc. can be found right over there. So go to winningcureseverything.com. There's a link in the description if you want to check that out. Also, the podcast. You can leave five-star reviews at Spotify and at Apple Podcast, And there might be more. I don't know if TuneIn or any of those other ones do it. But if you see one, wherever you listen, whatever your favorite podcast app is, leave us a nice five-star review. We would certainly appreciate that. Also, YouTube numbers, through the roof, doing pretty well. If you would, subscribe over there as well. If you're watching this or listening, just hit that subscribe button. Make sure and like the video for us. And, of course, share it out. Jump into the comments. We want to see everybody talking about it. The show is brought to you by BetUS. It is America's premier online sportsbook. And you can find them at BetUS.com. That is where the game begins. Tons of great bonuses right now. Getting ready for March Madness. Of course, Super Bowl betting, etc. We will be giving our Super Bowl picks next week. Uh, Tons of great stuff with that. Also, uh, I am hosting sports gambling shows for the duration over at BetUSTV.com. So go ahead and check that out. There's a link in the description for that one as well. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Now, the next topic, we're going to hit on the NFL again, which I guess the the Jim Harbaugh topic could have been considered an NFL topic, but this Brian Flores lawsuit that has come out, uh, first off, I, I try and look at everything from both sides of the aisle, so I don't want to get too knee-deep in racism in the NFL. I don't want to go into that, but there were other things in that lawsuit that came out that were very interesting to me, right? It's we won't talk the discrimination or or whatever else because there's a lot back and forth on that. Chris, the tampering and the tanking were two really big things that it's almost like they didn't want you to really pay attention to this. It was just something that if you're a a minority coach or just a coach, period, you're going to be forced to deal with things like this. So, for example, he said Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, was willing to pay him $100,000 for every loss that he took in his first year, which kind of makes you look at Steve Wilkes and the Cardinals or David Culley and the Texans this year, et cetera, et cetera, looking at what they did and some of the decisions that were made in some of these close losses that they had. Okay, was this a tank job or was this them actually trying to win games? We talked in Flores' first year about how good the Dolphins were playing and how they did not tank at all. They continued to play hard. They wanted to win games, and they tried to win games, which apparently started this whole tenure off on the wrong foot anyway. And then, of course, there is the story about the free agent quarterback, the prominent free agent quarterback, uh, going to meet with Stephen Ross on a yacht and Ross inviting Brian Flores to kind of get them acclimated to each other. We're going to make a push for this guy, and da 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 Everybody thinks it was Tom Brady. It could have been any number of people. Who knows? Um, but I'm curious your thoughts on this, what it means for the integrity of the game. What is this going to mean for Stephen Ross? I think everybody knows that this stuff goes on, but they have to have rules in place with fines, etc., to at least keep up the appearance that there is integrity in some of these situations, does this change anything? So the the I I don't care about tampering. I just don't. I think that's dumb. If a player wants to go somewhere and they're a free agent, you can talk to them whenever the hell you want. And if you can sell them, you can sell them. Like I don't give a shit about any of that. And I also like I don't like tanking, but I fully understand it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's not something I appreciate or want or, you know agree with but i definitely understand it and and i think the math checks out by the way on on doing it and so um i just don't think you can legislate against that like like the fact that he offered him money to to, to lose games the problem is the racism the problem is the prejudice the problem has always been steve wilkes was asked to tank and outside of every i've been on this for you know since his since the year he got fired is is you we want to finish last we want this kid kyler murray okay great no team was more successful that missed the playoffs than the arizona cardinals that year that came in dead last 
because they had an objective and they're the only team that missed the playoffs that met their objective. Okay? They're the only one. Nobody else True. met an objective. So, to fire him and to not let him coach the fruits of that, you know, uh, uh, labor, and then now that record goes against him forever on his resume bothers me. All right? I, I hate that stuff. Same thing that just happened to David Cully. They won four games that I didn't think that they could win this year, by the way. All right? True. That means they won four games, period, because I thought they were the worst team in football. The fact that Cully's not going to be a part of this rebuild, and we think they knew that when they hired him, they were just scampering for a coach and took anybody. And they basically used this year as a reset. That's a shitty situation for them to have done that with a minority hire. This is why a couple of years ago when Byron Leftwich was interviewing for jobs and I said on this show, don't do it. Don't take that shit job, man. I promise you better jobs will come around. Just wait and be patient. But you know what? I might have been wrong because better jobs might not come around for these guys. It doesn't look like they're True. going to. The, the allegations of the tanking and the tampering are just two things I don't care about. I don't like tanking. I wish we could get it out of professional sports or, or any sport. The issue is, is I don't know how you legislate that. If I don't know how to properly legislate it or do it in a, in a correct way and the math works out to be beneficial, then, you know, the, I, I think it would be wrong to enforce rules against teams that do that. Okay? Like, like if you want to change it up and say we're going to have a playoff for the bottom four teams in the league every year and the best team – We'll get the number one spot in the you know the the second, and we'll work our way backwards from the bottom four. That's different. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I, I don't care. It gives us more football to watch during these playoffs. All right, you got True. some good playoffs. You got the shitty playoffs. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm okay with all of that. My, I I just can't get fired up about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. The problem that Brian's going to have an issue with is proving the other stuff so you can prove that because you got you got emails you got you know you got text you got whatever yeah. uh, promises in a contract or whatnot uh for losing games it's really 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 hard to prove the racism which which makes it makes it very difficult now the the proving the skating of the roomy rule we now thanks to bill belichick's uh, lack of being good at technology which hey i i am actually really forgiving of this because i do this all the time <laughs> I cannot t I've got four different people named David in my phone right now. I, I probably have more than that, but I have four that I text regularly. And and I text the wrong one all the time. And every one of them always says, just put my last name in. No, no, no. How your name went in my phone is how it's in for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I'm not changing it, all right? Now, if you ever get to be an Apple phone product, an iPhone guy, they're all Android guys. That's why it's a problem. Then Apple automatically changes it for me. You get to say what it shows up as my phone. So... Um, that's neither here nor there. I understand him making that mistake because I've made it many, many times. I do oh, yes. Every month I do it at least once. Um, but we've got some documentation that the Giants openly skirted the Rooney rule. They openly wasted it. Now, he, he, he said that he felt like the, uh, the Broncos did the same thing, but the problem is his proof. Now, it's his word against Elway's word, and Elway came out with a statement today and, and, and argued you know, against it and said that was you know, insulting and wrong and all this other stuff. That's fine. Those things are really hard to prove. Now, we've got yes. proof on the Giants. We, we got proof on the Giants. So, um, 
it's it's how do you prove the other things and and i don't and here's the problem i don't have solutions for any of this stuff by the way i i don't it, it is insane to me that we have 30 32 nfl teams and we have one black head coach when 70 to 80 percent of the players you know are black like that I, that math has never made sense to me i do think that the league and the reporters try to play both sides of this you know they yeah. they prop up these other guys some of which i've never heard of or, or never followed at all to to be these to be the the next coaches and then they complain that that these black coaches aren't getting a chance well, well you're the ones out here propping up these dudes that half the people have never heard of you know true so the the byron left which so, so it, it is pretty apparent he is not going to be the next jaguars coach uh, the Raiders interim coach, uh, Rich, and I forget his last name, he and Doug Peterson are both, it looks like they're getting second interviews. Those look to be the two finalists, but obviously we'll see. Uh, Brian Flores, even with this lawsuit and everything else that's going on, he appears to be a finalist for the Texans job. Yeah, yeah. And, that, you know, that's another, right now it's looking like a really bad job. But I wonder, can he convince Deshaun Watson to, to play? Well, I think you have to convince the owners to let him play. I, I, I've got to imagine because if you're David Culley, like he was, he was available all year. Yeah, but like he he wasn't playing for Culley. He wanted he wanted out. He wanted out. He wanted to be a part of the hiring, you know, search. Of course, he wanted to be a part of the GM search, all that stuff. I understand. I understand owners not listening to players when they're hiring management personnel. Okay. Yeah. I I totally understand that. Most of these players make terrible GMs, all right? Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers fought like hell to get Randall Cobb uh, on the Packers. And Randall Cobb was pretty mediocre to shitty, all right? Like, yeah. like you want all these guys, but the guys that you bring in aren't very good, all right? There's a reason we don't let you make these decisions, okay? You're a dumbass football player. Now, don't be a dumbass <laughs> football player, all right? But Truth. That's not all of them are dumbass football players. Some of them turn out to be smart guys that can run organizations, and 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 we've seen that. But but I just while you're on the field, I'm not taking, I'm not hiring my GM because you want it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Makes sense. Let's uh let's move this thing along. The Washington football team announced their official new name, and it is the Washington Commanders. Chase Young was on a video openly saying, nah, there ain't no way they're going to pick the Commanders. That's a terrible name. That's a shit-ass name. It is like, a shit-ass name. <laughs> out of all of the options that they had, how did we get here? How did we get to go? Because you already know what people are going to call them. It's going to be the commies. They're going to be like, the commies. <laughs> Every sports writer in the world is going to shorten this thing down. Okay? Yes, and you can't shorten it down to comms because that doesn't make any sense. Nope. I, I don't know what you would call it other than the commies. Uh, but outside of that, how, what I would like to know is the process in which these names get chosen, right? Is it a point system? Does everybody there have a vote? Like, what are we, what are we looking for here? Because there were a ton of really good options, options. that they had. Yep. And... And this is the best they could do. So I don't know the answer to that. I will tell you that if I owned a team, I can only speak for how I would handle things, okay? If I owned a team, if I owned a business, if I owned something, and we had to change our name for whatever reason, 
I would hire a bunch of smart marketing folks to help me. But at the end of the day, this is not a vote. This is not a democracy. This is my fucking team. I own it. Okay. And I'm going to pick this name at the end of the day. And it all lands on me. I think this all lands on Dan. And I think this is one of those situations where I don't know how this guy made all his money, but I don't think he's very good at making decisions at all. I, I actually think he's really bad at it. Yeah. There's more allegations that came out on Thursday against him from, uh, from former employees. So, and we won't get into those yet. We, I got to sort through them and whatnot, but it's another train wreck. I don't know. Obviously, I think we will eventually get used to this at the commanders, but boy, this is something. This is it, certainly it, something. I saw somebody on Twitter. I wish I could remember who it was. I give them credit for it. But uh, they had like the W with the commander's towel or whatever. Yeah. And they said, you know, Steelers have a, a, a terrible towel. This is going to be called the calm rag. <laughs> and I thought that's pretty good right there. Like that's a pretty smart person right there. That that's is true. somebody that's pretty creative. Cause I wouldn't have thought of that. So, no, I, I thought it, that was good. I liked that. I, I you know, if you're a, an NFC East team or somebody that likes to poke fun at the Washington football team, um, this gives you a great opportunity to do that. Yeah, no, you're uh, you're hundred percent right. Uh, staying in the NFL. Tom Brady, after we talked on the Tuesday show, uh, he officially retired on Tuesday morning. <laughs> it's, of course, timing is everything. But uh, this was, you know, after all the stuff from the weekend, he came out and he thanked Jason Light and Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay organization and the city of Tampa, everything that had to do with the Buccaneers. And he did not mention the New England Patriots one time in this thousand words that he used to officially announce his retirement i I gotta say there are a lot of people that were really fired up about this robert Kraft apparently was super fired up apparently foxborough was not a great place to be after this came down because everybody was kind of pissed off about it but i look at it and there was like a huge goodbye and whatnot from tom brady when he left new england so isn't this just the next goodbye? I that's, I don't know why. The reason, that's the reasonable answer, by the way. Right. That's the answer. Is he just two years ago said all the things that Patriot fans were wanting to hear again? And I understand. We got twenty years of the relationship. They got two. So in the final goodbye, they get everything. Like I get the frustration and the annoyance as things have gone on, as it's progressed. Um you know, I, I fully understand their frustration, but I also understand at some point in time, like it becomes weird when you just keep thanking the same people over and over again. Yeah, it's weird. The whole thing was weird. I, I did not think that there was anything disrespectful in there by not thanking. I didn't take the it Patriots. Yeah, and the and only you... person I'm disrespected by any of this is Adam Schefter, and I still want that piece <laughs> of shit thrown out a window. That's a hundred percent right. Because it, it took all the shine off of Brady announcing it. Yep. Like it's it, then you were looking for it. It made right? ESPN zero more dollars. It helped his popularity, his stature in life zero more reputable. It did nothing to benefit him or the company he works for in any way, shape, form, or fashion by ruining this moment. Agree. They gained nothing from it. All they did was shit on somebody else. It's it's terrible. And now we've already been over that's this, why I but that guy's a piece of shit. And I'll take the opportunity to say that every time I can. Well, it, since you brought up, uh, you know, pieces of shit, 
this is somebody that, that you were not uh, favorable of, Aaron Rodgers. It is reported that he has bought property in Franklin, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville, and he is reportedly open to joining the Titans. The Titans are, again, reportedly looking to move uh, Ryan Tannehill, and they could be in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. Now, I will say this. There's all this talk about him going to Denver, right? Denver is in the AFC, same as the Titans. Denver is a much more difficult division. Yeah. Just because they're in the same conference doesn't mean they're the same. Right. So that's where the Tennessee thing gets in. Because this conference over here is a shit show, okay? <laughs> we don't have a coach at two of these locations, and we assume whoever takes over has got at least a three-year rebuild. Oh, yes. Right? The other team is coached or quarterbacked by Carson Wentz. All right? Like, if you're not moonwalking through this – division every year if you if you're not six and oh or five and one through this division you get out get the hell out because we've got it, three other teams that are bastardized football teams right now we haven't talked about the fact that tennessee is legitimately maybe a quarterback away from, being from really being good scary scary <laughs> good. like their defense is is lights out they finally got that side of the ball shored up the pass rush and everything uh, now, obviously, you're going to have changing pieces year in and year out. But heading into next season, the guys that they have under contract, this team is going to be really, really good again next year, regardless so. of whether and they also, have Tannehill. I also think they have an outstanding quarterback, uh, head coach. Um, the, the other argument for this is, is at some point in time, compensation's got to be given to Green Bay. And I cannot imagine a package that Green Bay would rather have Tannehill, as much as he was a disaster in the playoffs and whatever, Tannehill's light years better than anybody that they could get from Denver. Oh, that's 100% true. And because if on you top don't of that. Think, if you don't think love is ready, which nobody thinks love is ready, then you better be getting a quarterback that can play this year. It's, I'm looking to see uh, what Ryan Tannehill's cap hit is. Uh, uh, I bet it's pretty good. He got, a, he got a raise not too long ago, unless it was front-loaded, which rarely is. Uh, I, I bet I bet it's not – A, it's not Aaron Rodgers, by the way, so it's going to be substantially less than that. But it's probably not going to be cheap. Oh, it's definitely not cheap. It's uh, it's $38 million. Yeah, I thought, Ooh, okay. So it was all backloaded. This oh, was backloaded, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, well, most all these contracts are always backloaded, so that doesn't surprise me. But, um, damn, damn. Whew. Yeah, that's a lot. But that might it, be more than Rodgers. That, that actually – But doesn't it fall off after this year? Wasn't it a three-year deal? Uh, nope, it falls off after 2023. Okay, so it's after, uh, so have two years. But with it. but next year it drops again. Yeah, it's the, it's the, down to like 35. Yeah. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, his cap. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, Aaron Rodgers' cap is 46.6. <laughs> so it's a, it's 10 million dollars more. Yeah, I was wrong um, about that. Then. Wow. And th- there is of course cap issues and whatnot with Green Bay. Um, you know that Tannehill, I believe, has already. Didn't he? Uh, did he work with Matt Lafleur? Well, yeah, Lafleur was with the, the Titans. At Titans. I'm trying to remember if that was the first year that Tannehill was there, or if it was still Mariota, or I can't remember. Either way, Tannehill would basically be a holdover to like help Jordan Love. Right. So it, it's. I mean, you could see a deal being done there. It buys you another year, and and to my, I will tell you this: if I'm Aaron Rodgers. A, the AFC South is far better 
than the AFC West. That's not it. it that's not up for debate. Agreed. Um, and then the other argument you've got, if you're Green Bay, um, I would. I don't know what package Denver could put together or the 49ers could put together, but I do think the 49ers are probably better than than. Ooh, maybe not Titans. Titans be able to moonwalk through their divisions a big deal because Rodgers has been able to moonwalk through his division because the other three clowns are clowns. Yeah, and that's a, that's an important part. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe it's the best for him no matter what. Uh, I can't I can't imagine the compensation that they would get. 49ers have virtually nothing to give up for anybody, um, and then Denver. I don't know what their assets look like, and you damn sure don't want Teddy or you know or Drew. Yeah, no, I think I think the best bet might be Ryan Tannehill because he's only got two years left, and at the cap is is somewhat similar. So you but, can well, no, get there. I mean, it saves them ten million dollars. That's a big t- dude. If you're saving the oh, team yeah. ten million dollars, that's a that's a lot. Oh, one hundred percent. A lot of players who don't make but a couple million dollars a year. You you could go sign three free agents with that. Yes, no, you're right. Well, and don't forget the Packers have to get under the cap. Well, like they've yeah, got a you huge. You don't sign anybody. You're just trying to save money. You got it. So that could certainly help. So that, that was one I had not even thought about the possibility of the Titans actually making a move for Aaron Rodgers. Him, hang on. So let me let me bring this up. Okay, him moving okay. To, to to Franklin, that could also just be a financial deal. Okay. Oh yes. Like that 100%. could be a like Tennessee's one of the three states that doesn't have a state income tax. It, you know, if you move your residency there, just because you make your money in in you know Mile High or San Francisco doesn't mean anything. You 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 still live here you pay taxes here um so that would i think i think you know that could just be a also nashville's become like nashville and austin are the two most booming cities in the country um so everybody yeah. moved out of california over to those areas so That's right. yeah no it makes sense it's uh it, it could just be a wise investment but the fact that he now has property there makes it a little more interesting a little more interesting uh we got a few more topics that i want to hit on here Arizona State. Let's talk about Herm and the Sun Devils. Antonio Pierce has resigned. He was the recruiting coordinator, the defensive coordinator. He kind of, at least from the talk, spearheaded some of this stuff with getting recruits on campus during the COVID dead period. Along with that, there were a lot of different unsubstantiated rumors about how he was one of those that spearheaded a bit of a coup against the head coach, Herm Edwards. He has officially resigned from his position at Arizona State, and now you've got seven, eight guys that have lost their gigs due to this NCAA stuff, and yet Herm has not lost his. I think at this point, knowing what we know and seeing all those that have been let go or have left on their own, quote-unquote, I think that we are figuring out that Herm Edwards is going to be around for a while. Remember, the AD at Arizona State is his former agent. So it's they're trying to run this like an NFL thing. They let too many guys get involved and try and run it behind the scenes, and Herm was just going to coach, etc. Uh, I'm curious if, if this was anybody else as the AD. Would they be forced to make a change based on what is going on with this recruiting cycle? Because... They finished number 12 in the Pac-12, dead last, and they are number 105 nationally in the recruiting rankings. That uh, That is behind UNLV, South Alabama, Georgia State, Western Michigan, and UConn. 
the recruiting rankings this year were bad for Arizona State. But if it's if it's anybody else, are they gone just based on the recruiting stuff? No, 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 no. I, I think this is the this is probably the deal with the NCAA. If I had to guess, that was made. And I'll tell you this: I actually like. Maybe I think this because I want this to be true. Because this is how I would run things, by the way. If I'm the NCAA, you've lost so much power and so much leverage over the years. You you've virtually are a toothless organization. So, in order to, to put up some semblance of doing something, let's, let's work behind the scenes. Let's not be seen. And let's make deals. Let's basically plea bargain things down. And nobody is the wiser. And... These guys get fired. These guys get let go. This is the skin that you're going to give us. This is the pound of flesh. We're going to tank one recruiting class because we're in such transitional limbo here. And then we got to rebuild up, but we don't get hammered with sanctions or probation or, you know, the bowl money is just so much. And, and if we think, you know, uh, the, the playoffs are going to expand, then we know the PAC 12 is going to get in eventually. We don't want to lose that money by, by uh, 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 bowl bands and things like that. So let's let's make deals, okay? And that's what I think happened here. I think a deal was struck. I think a deal was made. Um, and, and I think this was agreed upon. I also believe if you think Herm is the guy, then you don't care about this year's recruiting class. You, you're looking for the future. You're looking big picture, and you're going to try to build something that can last and sustain. The, the What's important with that is – you don't want to fire your coach because of something that happened if you can avoid it and you think he's the guy. I've said this with Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze. There's no way on earth if I was uh, if I was Ross Bjork, I would have fired Hugh. I just wouldn't have. I would yeah. have taken all the bad heat. I'd have taken all the bad publicity, and you could have yelled and screamed at me, but I had my guy, damn it, and we're going to win football games as soon as the probation's over with. Okay, If I was Tennessee, I would have never fired Bruce Pearl. I would have fought the NTAA. From, from pillar to post, I would have sat him for however long they told me to sit him. And then once his penalty is paid, Bruce is going to come back on this court. He's going to rip his shirt off, and we're going to go back to winning football, a ba- a basketball games. Yeah. Well, and your I, your program actually and I, did this, and, and it worked and out. I cannot believe, I cannot believe LSU had the balls. or the first program that I know of that really had the balls to do this with Will Wade. And guess what? To this point, nothing has happened. Nothing has True. happened to them at all. So why would you have fired him? And all the sports writers in the world are just up in arms and, oh, my God, and I can't believe they just they still won't fire him. And then all of the people that hate LSU, all of the SEC foes around, criticize. Now, I can't believe you would keep a guy like this on staff. No one, every son of a bitch at Ole Miss, would knife three people before Lane Kiffin came in their life to get <laughs> to get Hugh back. So, and I know several that would knife three random people right now to get Hugh over lane. So I know that that's a small insane minority, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, but I'm just, I'm just telling you that I think if you're the NCAA, when LSU stood up and said, do your worst and we'll do ours and we'll just see what happens. I think the, the people at the NCAA stepped back and said, man, we are taking L's all over the place. It is better for us to be never, no one ever see our L's at all, and us get something, even if we don't get credit for doing it. I, I think you might be onto something here. 
Because really that's do. the only way I can think this played out the way it did, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think they would have fired these people on their own or forced them to resign on their own, on the, out of the goodness of their heart. No, but they lost both coordinators. Now, the folks, like, hang on, the folks that were part of the coup, oh, I absolutely think that them hitting the door, that's that's par for the course, and that's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Hearn's got to find people that can recruit because I don't think he's doing that. But, but I don't, and those NFL guys you're bringing ain't doing it either. But I, I think he can do that, and he can find people to do that that won't set a coup. Uh, agreed. Uh, agreed 100%. Which, hey, by the way, you brought up Hugh Freeze. This is way off topic from this. But if if Harson does not work out. Oh, God. If I was Auburn. I'm, I'm th- <laughs> look, when I, LSU's job was open, I was like, hey, man. You know, if if we start getting down to the nitty and nobody's coming, like we're missing out on guys, then – well, but that's the that's the thing. Calling you, LSU could get a Brian Kelly. That's right. Right. That's I don't think right. that Auburn, Auburn could. What Auburn's been through and what they've done, dealt with, they cannot. They cannot. And here's the thing: it's a natural progression. If you were to pair up SEC team, SEC team for SEC team, and match them for 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 who is very more common or like, there there are a few there are a few commonalities you're going to find, unlike the Plains and Oxford. Okay. Agreed. Very, very Agreed. similar in my opinion. My opinion is just one man's opinion that's been around the SEC a little bit. My opinion, I think they're very similar. I think the way the organization is, Auburn I think is substantially bigger and a lot more money, deeper pockets. But at the end of the day, very, I think they're ran very similarly. Agreed. Agreed. All right, we got two more things to hit on here. Uh, it was made official on the day before signing day. Caleb Williams to USC. Does it change anything for you? Does it surprise you? Like, what what did you think of it? I here's the deal. My my immediate reaction: I want somebody to sit this young man down, and I need an explanation as to why the fuck you took two months to make a decision that we all kind of assumed you were going to make to begin with. I would love to to get an interview with him to hear, like, just I what to, I just need to know for my own sanity. This was the easy decision. This was the choice everybody assumed you were going to make. Did you just want two months without going to school? Now, and that's fine. Hang on. If that's the answer, I'm cool with that. I hated school. I was terrible at school. I understand it. But I need to know. I need to know because <laughs> I lay in bed at night wondering, what in the hell is this kid doing? I'm I'm curious myself. What kind of recruiting um, class could they have gotten had had other guys known Caleb was coming and was going to be yeah. there? And all like like that's a big part of recruiting, by the way. That's a real big part of recruiting. Oh yes. Oh, a hundred percent. I do wonder if, I mean, it really appeared that they were just doing their due diligence. They were studying, making sure that they made the right choice. I respect you know, that, man. It, and I get it. It don't take two months to do this. Agreed. It just Agreed. don't. And you're like, okay, you want to come down to Baton Rouge because we were number two to OU when you originally, you know, going to school as a, as a senior in high school being recruited. And that's fine. I appreciate it. Like, a friend of your dad's gets hired at Wisconsin, you can go play for Paul Chris, and you think you want to be prepared for the NFL? Like, like man, y'all better be real good friends. You know, Wisconsin, <laughs> right now is a shitty part of the year to want to go hang out in Wisconsin, bro. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, like yeah. January's got to be the worst month to be in Wisconsin, right? I mean, we saw the the soccer game in Minnesota where it was what, like negative twenty windshield or whatever. Yes. Windshield? What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Listen, January, uh, February, you just avoid like the middle northern part of the country, okay? Like we just cut this big ass swatch out, and nobody goes there. Very easy, at, at least you would think. But alas. Uh, and then last topic that I want to hit on before we get out of here. We're going to keep it under an hour today. Alabama defensive coordinator Pete Golding arrested and jailed for DUI in Northport, Alabama, just outside of Tuscaloosa, about 1 a.m. on Thursday morning. Uh, in a, I haven't seen a coach at Alabama run into something like this. I have seen players do this, and they keep it all internal, and they go through, and some of them get suspended for a game, and some of them get suspended for, like, four games, and some of them don't get to start for, like, half the year, but they get to play. Like, there's a lot of different things because they leave it to a committee of their peers. The students or the student athletes that are on the team get to decide the fate of their teammates. In this situation... I don't know that you do that. And and Pete Golding has kind of been on the hot seat here and there, but Alabama's defense has been really, really good the last couple of years. Uh, last year had a few spots here and there, but you're going to have that in modern football. I'm curious, what do you think ends up happening here? Because I, I have no idea how Nick Saban's going to handle this. Um, I, I think I figured out how Nick's going to handle it by the fact that he actually got arrested. Yeah, at normally think, in a situation, I think, I think like, that tells you everything. By the that's way. a that's a very good point because if if it's anybody else, if it's because I think Nick's phone rang about one o five one fifteen, and I think Nick said, "I'm not dealing with this tonight. Put him away. I'll deal with it in the morning." And and I think that's your answer. That that's your yeah. that's your answer right there. I believe that. I don't. Think because, you're wrong. Because if Nick says, I'm sending somebody to get him, we don't hear about this at all. He never gets arrested. It never comes out in the news. Nobody ever knows it happened. I, I think you might be onto something. All I can hear right now in my brain as soon as I saw that was, was Jeremy Pruitt, former defensive coordinator at Alabama, while a head coach at Tennessee, telling Knoxville Police Department, do your civic duty, man. Do your civic duty. <laughs> And trying to get a kid off for uh, for for some misdemeanors. Yes. So, uh, so that's 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 how that's how Pruitt learned things work in Tuscaloosa. Is is you just do your civic duty and you take care of the program. And uh, and when he was not taken care of, I think we have our answer. I think you are probably onto something. Probably onto something, and it'll probably be a little bit because what they've done here lately. It's it's a little strange, you know. They hired in Kentucky's offensive line coach, but they never announced that Doug Marone was leaving. Like it's so, a lot of these situations, you might just hear, "Oh, Alabama is targeting so and so for their defensive coordinator position," and it's like, "Okay, well, what happened to the other guy?" And you just never hear. Like <laughs> this is this is what Miami look Miami. They learn this shit from Alabama. Like like we're just gonna hire somebody while somebody else has the job. And when that guy shows up, you know, this is, you know, it's like Joe Pesci in, 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 in the Goodfellas. You know, you just show up for a meeting and you don't go home. 
Yeah, All right. well, it's much the same way. We've seen it on the opposite end of the spectrum as well uh, with Dan Enos, who went to be the offensive coordinator at Miami a, a few years ago for Manny Diaz and never told Alabama, uh, never told Saban, anybody. Saban actually showed up and said, hey, where's Dan? Like, because he didn't show up for a meeting and but you his stuff was already cleared out. But you don't, but you don't think, you don't think Nick set that standard? Oh, I that, think so, and that's what I'm saying. I think the reason Edos felt comfortable just ghosting everybody is because he knew that when the day comes for them to replace me, they're just going to ghost me. They're just going to one day I'm going to be in the job, and then I'm going to hear Alabama's hired a new OC, and then nobody's going to hear from me again. And he was so he was the quarterbacks coach. So this was actually a, a step up, but. But it I don't remember but who. You know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it gives you This saying. is how yeah. that stuff works at Alabama, and and I've never seen anybody else do this other than Miami this year. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. And now Jacksonville with their G, GM, where they were they were trying to hire this GM dude. Like, wait a minute, have they fired that guy that that Byron wanted them to fire? No. Oh, nope. Nope. He's and as a matter of fact, that that news came out that it, which again. Byron probably not going to be the coach now. It certainly appears that way um, because he wanted Trevor Bauke fired. And now the GM is apparently going to hire an assistant GM to handle more of the stuff in office, handle more of the scouting, et cetera, while he tries to be more, quote unquote, hands on. I wish so with bad. The I wish so bad I had a job where I was powerful enough to hire somebody else to do my job. And then it's I just got to watch and make sure they do it right. Yeah. It's so Somebody ridiculous. else's money, and they just do it right. <laughs> God damn. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. All right. Let's go on and get out of here. Uh, go over to winningcureseverything.com. Go to betus.com, betustv.com. Make sure that you are subscribed where you need to be subscribed. Chris, is there anything else that we need to hit on? Nope. That's it. Sounds I'm, I'm a, like a plan. I'm, I'm, I'm dredging the, the ice tonight. I'm going to go oh. watch Jackass. Oh, my God. Well, I hope you have fun. I'm I hope you have, have fun. fun. That, is, that is the only movie that I've ever seen in my life. I know I'm about to turn back into a sophomore for a minute, like I've ever came out of it. Um, <laughs> that is the only movie I've ever been in the theater where you miss, like, a large portion of the movie because the entire theater is just yelling, laughing. Just the biggest belly laughs you've ever seen with just guys just getting hit in the nuts and doing dumb stuff. Just it's the most moronic sophomore thing that I have taken part in, in my life. And you're going to do it again. And I'm, and I love it. I'm almost 40 years old. I'm about to go do it again. It's going to be amazing. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers to you. I love it. I love it. All right, let's go on and get out of here. Uh, Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully all of your tickets cash this weekend. Thanks for listening to the Winning Cures Everything podcast. The website is winningcureseverything.com, and if you want to connect with us, we're on Twitter, at GaryWCE, at ChrisBGiannini, at Winning Cures, or you can email us, Gary at winningcureseverything.com, or Chris at winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe everywhere you need to subscribe, and we'll see you soon. Wonderful. All right, buddy. I think this worked out all right. So, good deal, buddy. I'll, uh, I'll holler at you later on. See you. Late. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.